Welcome to Special Situation Investing, Episode 27. Today, let's revisit Garrett Motion, a company that we previously covered in Episode 12, and discuss their June 9th amended form S1. If you haven't already listened to Episode 12, I recommend that you do so that you will better understand the information in today's episode. But in the way of a brief reminder, here we go. Honeywell spun Garrett Motion out several years ago, but saddled the OEM turbocharger company with a substantial and unrelated asbestos break liability in the process. In the COVID downturn of 2020, Garrett Motion sought relief from Honeywell's asbestos liability by filing for bankruptcy. What emerged from that bankruptcy was a three-tiered capital structure at Garrett Motion, consisting of common stock, a Series B stock that represents the greatly reduced asbestos liability to Honeywell, and a Series A preferred stock that represents a capital injection from several large institutions and served to recapitalize the company. In Episode 12, I recommended the Series A preferred stock as it accumulates an 11% dividend that must be paid prior to its conversion into common stock and because of its repayment priority in Garrett's capital structure that better secures your investment should difficult times strike again. Fast forwarding to today, my interest in revisiting the company stems from a 9 June jump in both the common and the Series A share price. The Series A preferred jumped from roughly $7.20 a share over the last several weeks to nearly $8 a share following Garrett's updated Form S1 release on the 9th. In short, the updated S1 states that the institutional investors who recapitalized the company out of bankruptcy are registering a large block of their shares for sale. Together, this group of investors controls by far a majority of both the common and the Series A preferred shares. Now, under this registration, the institutional investors don't have to share all of their don't have to sell all their shares at one time. It could be spaced out over the next couple of years and they could be sold in different size blocks different times. My first concern after hearing the news was that the share registration would be dilutive, but upon further reading of the S1, I don't think that's the case. For starters, the S1 is very clear in stating that Garrett Motion will receive nothing when the stock is sold. The only reason a company would issue additional shares is to raise capital for the company itself and not to benefit a single group of shareholders. Furthermore, I don't know of a legal way in which a group of shareholders could issue shares in a company they own or have a large stake in and keep the proceeds for themselves rather than turn the money over to the company. The second reason that I don't believe the share registration is dilutive is even more concrete than the first. At the beginning of the amended S-1, the SEC requires a company to check a box next to several statements if those statements apply to what the company is doing. One of those check boxes asks if the company's actions fall under Rule 462 Bravo, and Rule 462 Bravo does apply if additional shares of any same class of stock are issued by a company. Because Garrett did not check the box, you can infer that no new shares of either the common or Series A preferred are being issued, but rather that the company is simply listing shares that the original investor group already owned out of bankruptcy. What I'm not entirely clear on is why the institutional investor shares weren't listed from the beginning. I myself 
owned shares purchased during the bankruptcy, and it doesn't appear to me that the shares were in any way limited from trading. But perhaps the institutional shares functioned differently than mine. Conceivably, the institutional investor shares may have been restricted because those institutions were directly involved in the bankruptcy proceedings and the legal proceedings where I was a passive retail investor. One fact that might support that idea is Garrett Motions identifying itself as an accelerated filer on the amended S1. Each filing option spells out criteria such as market cap and length of the company's public listing that determine which type of filer the company is. In the case of an accelerated filer, the company must have been listed for more than 12 months and Garrett just hit 12 months since their original S1 listing was filed with the SEC in June of 2021. It's probably not significant, but it could be that the institutional investors had to wait at least 12 months before their shares were listed, and that last week was their first opportunity to complete the listing. All that to say, I was glad that the company wasn't diluting their shares for obvious reasons, that I don't want the earnings per share of my own holdings to drop. But if the share count will remain unchanged, along with the rest of the capital structure, then why did the shares jump nearly 10% on the news? In short, it's the increased liquidity that buoyed the stock. And just to clarify, the jump up at 10% doesn't mean they can't go down 10% over the next week, uh, but it was significant and prolonged enough to uh, warrant digging into the reasons behind it. Now, the investor group controls and is registering for sale 37 million shares of common and 219 million shares of Series A preferred stock against the company's existing 65 million common and 248 million shares of Series A preferred. In other words, well over 50% of the common and 90% of the Series A shares in existence have until now been locked up, illiquid, and untraded. To date, only 178,000 shares per day of common and sometimes single-digit thousands of the Series A shares trade daily. Trading volumes this low make the stock uninvestable to most funds, and even some high net worth individuals, as they can't get into the position without affecting the price, and even if they do establish a position, are concerned about the liquidity limitations of getting out. Opening up the company's stock to public trading should eliminate most of these concerns for investors. Before moving on, it must be pointed out that the concentrated holdings among institutional investors is improved when the position becomes illiquid or becomes liquid, but that does not remove all of the concerns. A large share overhang is the final concern that investors should heed when a company's ownership is this concentrated. To put it briefly, the investor group owns the vast majority of the company's stock, and when they decide to exit the position, it will place a prolonged cap on the stock's price. Every time the stock reaches the investor group's sell price, they will sell, and that will cap the price at that level. Even with that said, however, I will continue to hold my shares until Garrett Motion pays off the remainder of its Series B liability to Honeywell later this year, pays out the 11% dividend to the Series A shareholders, and converts the Series A into common, I don't think the investment thesis for this company has played out. I see at least a double in the share price from this point once the above events have taken place, and I won't be selling any of my shares over fears of concentrated ownership.
And that prediction of a double, again, goes back to episode 12, and you look at the comparisons to its comp, uh, Brog Warner, and why I think that the uh, shares are worth that uh, low to mid-teens, at least. All right, today's episode was brief, but as always, I hope you found it useful. I know that the S1 filing and the jump in share price were confusing to me at first and required some digging to clarify. With any luck, I clarified a few points for you and saved you the hassle of digging through Garrett's amended S1. With plenty of room still to run on this investment idea, you may even want to add it to your watch list if you haven't purchased some already and start doing some of your own reading uh, and then maybe get into um, these shares for yourself. With that, I hope you enjoyed episode 27 of the show, and I look forward to bringing you another episode next week. Thanks for listening.